Hello and welcome to the See For Yourself podcast. Uh, I am your Vlimform uh, Captain McGlugglerGlur, and I am joined here by... Uh, Didgeridoo. Didgeridoo not, uh, as he's known by his people. Uh, I, uh, I have a very interesting film for us today, and this is a golden episode. Uh, neither oh, you haven't us, seen this either? I have not seen it, no. Gorgeous. Neither of us has seen this movie, and we are, of course, as always, we're going to talk about what we expect of the film, we're going to stop the podcast, go and watch the film, and come right on back, start the podcast back up, and talk about, just gush over all the things we saw, that we didn't see, what we were hoping to see, and all that good stuff. And I'm going to go ahead and read us off the name of the film and what it is about, according to a small blurb I found on the internet. The name of the film is History of Future Folk. It is a 2012 film directed by John Mitchell and Jerry Jer, Jeremy Kip Walker. Kip Walker? I see. I kind of don't want to look over there in case the blurb shows too much. Did you want to find out if there's a shorter blurb on the um, on the whatever the fuck we're streaming? This though? one looks pretty short. So Does it? Gonna, okay. Okay, because that last one was the entire story almost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so an, a- an alien general uh, joins forces with the comrade sent to kill him. Their goals are threefold. Save their home world, uh, prevent mankind's destruction, and book some gigs as bluegrass musicians. No fucking way. And that's the plot for the film. Are we, are we allowed to do uh, movies with comrade in them now? Because in, <laughs> a, in our current political climate, I don't, I don't think comrade is... Uh, we, Kosher. We are a podcast that supports people using whatever name they would like for themselves. Okay. So, uh, if you want to call yourself the comrade, that's on you. You know, whatever connotations come with that, that's something you're going to have to accept. I want to do a quick shout out to a fuck who's a, the life of Boris. Have you heard of him, by the way? This is an incredible tangent. Oh, by please. the way, um, life of Boris used to be like a video game streamer. Did college? Uh, no, CS:GO, and um, then ended up doing a bunch of hyper stereotypical Russian cooking recipes where it's like comrades you you cook the potato and and like if you only have potato for the rest of the month I make it to the rest of the month for you and um, I think I have I think have, I have you seen him God I he wears like a baklava over his face he and stuff. does balaclava balaclava yeah yeah um but yeah uh it, that's if he even shows his face. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, I fucking love him. He's been on a couple of uh, EDM songs that I really like. And um, I love his videos. And anyways, when all this shit happened, he started um, like not posting for a bit. And then he finally posts. And he's like, hey man, this is just uh, this is really sad. I don't know if I can be a proud Slavic Gopnik anymore. And that's tragic because he really like... He created a fun and cool character. A fun and cool character that's like, like culture. Even if it's like maybe stereotypical to someone, like he's bringing a culture to to the world. Sure. And uh, he's just like, man, I, I don't even know if I'm gonna post anymore. I'm not monetizing this video. Like, I don't know if I deserve that with my heritage. I, I'm gonna go be with some family and uh, where you know make sure they're safe and all that stuff. And then I think he's posted one video since then that he probably had on tap or something like that. And I don't think he monetized that one either. And that's tragic. That's not the most tragic part of all this shit. <laughs> but but there can always be things that are like supplementarily sad. For like sure. On side of sad. Um, but that, that's what came to mind when it's like, are we allowed to say comrade? Oh, comrade Boris. I hope he's doing well. I hope he bounces back pretty thoroughly from this. I know that... Uh, that is that is frustrating because it's not like he had anything to do with this or he's promoting this or any. He, of he the, didn't like, even stay in Russia, as far as I think he went to Estonia or something like that. Yeah. One of those unforeseen things that there's nothing to be done about it. Like sometimes you'll have a really great idea and then the world will just come down on you. It almost happened to what Lilo and Stitch, where the ending of the movie was supposed to be like a a chase around like the a, twin towers, crashing into buildings, yeah, and then they were like, "Yeah, we we can't do that." Yeah, we have to we have to completely re-edit the entire like climax of this film, which was like the most expensive part, and da 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 da. It was, and yeah, and it's to think like so many good animators, so many good hardworking people had to had, drop months of work. Yeah, yeah, that is that is awful, and uh, I think about that all the time when I'm thinking about like potentially ever getting into that business, and like, would would you be the South Park people that's like, no, we're gonna we're gonna show Muhammad. Or we're gonna joke about showing Muhammad despite the death threats. Or would you be the guy that's like, I'm not, I'm not really in it to offend people to the point of that. All of my favorite creators in storytelling history have always 
line aligned with the idea that like I have to keep pushing even though like everything is being presented against me that I'm going to get like uh, violence brought upon me or whatever bad thing is going to happen I will continue in the way that I will and even mention that this happened and like mock it and like note that like that's a ridiculous thing to put on someone I like so. that I, I like that mindset of uh, you know, it's sort of like how, we, how we'll make off color jokes but it's not it's not because we find the thing funny, but the absurdity of the thing yeah, yeah. Is, is the humor. What was it? My uh, Probably the biggest, like, story that I found, like, compelling from, like, a storytelling and, like, a nuance-like level. Uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, uh, I, I watched it, like, when I was probably entirely too young to be watching it. Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, I, was, I was, like, fucking, I think I was in sixth grade or seventh grade when I started watching that show. So way too fucking young. I didn't really realize it at the time, but the, the, the guy who makes it, Hideki Anno, was receiving... He was, first of all, he had, like, a lot of, like, depression while creating the show and everything. So there's a lot of, like, that in the show inherently. He suffered a lot during, and, like, that shows through during the, the while you're watching it. But by the time that he had uh, finished the show, fans were outraged by the ending of it. They did not like how it ended. It wasn't a very, like... Cathartic ending or something? Yeah, like, you know, you were trying to create an ending for that last movie we talked about where it was like, hey, this is a more reasonable ending. That that there's substance sense. there instead of yeah. leaving it so open-ended. He leaves it very open-ended. Okay. Um, he goes on to, like, make a few more episodes. And they don't like that either and eventually he makes a movie and in the movie he points out that he received like death threats and rape threats and all these other things at his office even like people would graffiti the walls on his office stating that they were going to like bring violence upon him and he put that into the the final film for the franchise hmm. which is crazy because then like there became like capitalism pressures to create more for it and now these are like much more reasonable pressures i guess and he ended up making more for it. But, like, to me, the final ending of it is that first movie where he, like, put a bow on it and specifically talked about how, like, people really do live through storytelling, whether we realize it or not. Like, a lot of people really put all of themselves into a story, whether they make it themselves or someone else made it, and they just really attached to it. And uh, I think that's what the ending of Neon Genesis is about, is like trying to live your life in the world outside of these fabricated worlds we've created and really connect with real people in a real like setting, you know? Right. Uh, become, you know, your true self in the real world, separate from all of this artifice we've created. Which is profound, given that it was made in when? Oh, uh, so the... The series itself, I think, came out in either 92 or 99. Um, and the movie would have come out in, like... Yeah, so it was uh, October of 1995. So I messed that up. Uh, the final... Let me try and get the exact dates for the ending of it. I mean, but this will be about that time, right? Like, yeah, if, so if, if the, 95 the is when they... Years, yeah. yeah. Um, so us in 2020 now, where we're living so thoroughly in technology... At least for me, like, I definitely have my online portrayals or, like, you know, in the games that I play, I play a character or, like, who you are unhinged from the ramifications that come about in real life, like, is definitely a different person than, than who you are here. And, I mean, there's the extremes of that where there's the children, you know, u using slurs or, or whatever, and that's, that's their online presence, and it's like, they'd never do that in real life. It was 97 that uh, the movie came out, so it was two years later. Right. I mean, that was thoroughly an AOL generation, wasn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So uh, so for us now, where you can you can hop into a group-made Discord and be like, hey, everybody else who plays Call of Duty, insert slur here. And you're just allowed to do that. And, like, what's the worst that's going to happen to you? Whereas, like, before that, if you wanted to say that to somebody, you had to say it to their face and have the possibility of violence presented to you yeah right on yeah absolutely and i don't i don't advocate for violence at all under almost any circumstance it's something to be considered like and i'm not saying that that should be something that people are under constant threat about like god this idiot from memphis tennessee argued that like it was per perfectly reasonable for will smith to get uh to, to slap the shit out of chris rock in response to that joke and it's like no uh no that's not now in real life if you're talking shit to somebody like 
there are unhinged people out there that will do that. But uh, but th- like, there's a difference between what can happen or co- what can be reasonably expected to potentially happen and what is right or correct or ethical. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I just don't think that a lot of people consider what is right or ethical or whatever. So like, if you're if you're down in in Hood Central, you're like, man, you those shoes are ugly. People will at free random be like, all right, them's, them's fighting words. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, you can reasonably expect that, but I don't think that that makes it correct. Like, no, definitely okay, not. You, you insulted his shoes. That's, uh, that's you, grounds You should for, have expected that that was the thing to happen. That's grounds to be brutalized now. You should be beaten up for that. Uh, I don't I don't agree with that, and I don't think that that's appropriate in any context. And any, like, mature individual should be able to hear, those, hear that sentiment and go, yeah, I agree. Like, no one should be brutalizing anyone. You have a right to having, like, bodily security, bodily autonomy, and not have someone, like, enforce their will upon you through physical violence. Totally agree. I don't, I don't know how that is something that we're even discussing in the year of 2022. Like, it should be just something that we're like, yeah, you don't do that. You don't lay your hands on people. Don't do it. Right. It's crazy to me that that's still, like, up for debate. And to hear, like, people that I consider friends, like, saying, like, yeah, talk shit, get hit, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, that's not fucking funny. No. No, it's not. Like, I, I, get, I get how, like, you know, you've heard that, like, in context elsewhere where it was humorous and you're thinking you can translate that to here. But, like, I'm telling you right now, you are in the presence of someone who doesn't find physical violence on people humorous. Uh, I mean, that that's exactly it. I, it blows my mind that somebody said that in a humorous aspect because I've definitely lived through those times where that that was a reality. And that's not a humorous reality. Like, that's that's the reality of living in certain places that you accept because that that's how it is. Like, we can talk about how unbright it is. But when you're living in it, like, that's something... But it's not funny. Yeah. Like, it's it's never funny for it's them a, to be a, like... It's a fear that you have. Something you have to be considerate of. Something right. you have to be worried to, for. To watch the people you're around and what you say around them and... And for him to be like, yeah, and that's why, that's why in the Oscars, like, Will Smith was full. No, he wasn't. Like, he absolutely wasn't. Yeah, that was not a setting where it would be reasonably expected that somebody would go up and, like, hit you. Right. So, like, why would it be, like, okay. Like, there were a billion other times, that even in that one evening, or in any other Oscar in the history of time, where, like, somebody has said something strictly worse than what, you know, was said. And God, people have been ragging on Will Smith and Jada and this whole, like, situation they got going on. For a while. And, like, if anything, this opened the floodgates for everybody to say everything ever about this. They're like, oh, I can, can plow your wife, I just can't say her name? Like, yeah. that is that is now the internet joke. That's what you opened up by slapping this man for making a G.I. Jane joke? Yeah, a joke that was very much not targeted at you guys as having, like, a fucked up relationship or anything. Very much just, hey, uh, you've got a haircut that is, like... You know, I can I can poke fun. That, that's it. a military esque haircut. I'm gonna make a joke about a military movie, and it's like, God, I, there's so much to be said about that that like is irrelevant here. But uh, we, can, we can talk all day about like you know she should have been able to take the joke better or whatever. But like at the end of the day, like no matter how anybody takes a joke, it doesn't give license for like you to react violently. You right. should be able to hear a joke and say, okay, well that was distasteful for us and we didn't like it. We'll have a word with him later. Right. I mean, and they're all they're all actors and comedians. Like they they can go and have an interview about that. Like let the world know how they feel about that. Like you didn't have to fucking slap a guy. I think he very much wanted to like make a show of it. I think because people are talking about how like he thought the joke was funny, and then she didn't, and then he turned and apparently whatever, and now she's backpedaling on that. Like I don't know what the hell is going on over there. I think she wants to refute. Like she wants to remove herself from any kind of blame. So like oh. You know, people are saying this is my fault for, like, giving him that look that says, like, hey, you need to do something to, like, you know. So I'm going to say, like, no, I wasn't even trying to give him a look like that. I was just plausible deniability. And, like, yep, you're right. Like, somebody reacting based on the look you gave them gives you a lot of plausible deniability. But, like, come on. We all saw. Right. We we all kind of know how you run Will Smith's live. Yeah. And, like, also, I, I don't love the idea of, like, Will Smith laughed and therefore he's complicit. Like, I don't love that. Like, sometimes you just laugh, like, because funny things are happening and you just keep laughing and then somebody's, like... He just made a joke about beating the shit out of someone until they bled. And it's like, why were you laughing? You say you don't think violence is funny. Like, oh, I don't know. I guess everything else that was being said was pretty funny. So, like, now I'm just kind of continuing to laugh. I'm like, that shit happens. I, I get that. Sure. Um, I don't think that it, like, necessarily has weight in this situation. But I want to be able to give people the benefit of the doubt where they're like, yeah, I laughed. But it was because of the other stuff that was being said. And it was pretty funny. And right. 
maybe I... Everybody know. was laughing, and empathetically, I found it funny. Yeah, like, I was just in that moment, and I, you know, kind of continued laughing because everyone else was. You know, there's a million reasons. For sure. We should probably talk about the movie. I was about to say, like, how long have we been recording now? Almost 17 com- minutes. 17 minutes away from the word comrade that started this yep. whole diatribe. God, can you read the blurb again? Uh, <laughs> nope. Cool. One and done. All right. <laughs> so, so uh, comrade and alien man, they want to save their world. They want to protect the human race and bluegrass band. Yeah, they want to be a bluegrass band that books gigs. A successful bluegrass band, it sounds like to me. God, now my question's going to be like whether they started off as the bluegrass band. Like, is this like Blues Brothers in space? Um, that sounds sick! Dude, right? Like, uh, they've just been recruited? I'm going to go with that. I don't feel like that's right, but I would love to see that. So you're saying it's going to be like Blues Brothers in space, they're... Yeah, like they started off as like the bluegrass band was mentioned last in the blurb, but I would like to imagine they're like, dude, we're just trying to, you know, get our band to take off. And then like, I don't know, maybe he finds out that the guy's an alien. It's like, that's pretty cool, man. Like now we can be an alien bluegrass band. It's like, actually, our planets are at war. Man, that's way heavier than bluegrass. I'm hoping it's more like one of those like, uh. You know, we can do anything through the power of music situations. Oh, that would be nice. And they just they just take it very wholeheartedly to that place of, like, you know, there's, like, a war thing going on and all this crazy shit happening. But, like, we are a true blue, like, musical group. We care about music and we're going to use music to the best of our ability to change the hearts and minds of everyone. I hope another level past that, that there, there are actual, like, war depictions here. Their weapons are, like laser guitars or something like that like uh, like power rangers-esque type like man like i play the washboard but it shoots sonic booms at people or, or fucking whatever i'm trying to think of bluegrass and instruments specifically I, I play the 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 jug of moonshine <laughs> god perfect yeah. every time i blow into it everybody just oh no oh, that'd be great the <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> man, I'm, I'm into dude. If this if this movie isn't exactly as we've described, this is another movie where they're just gonna have to re- we're gonna have to reshoot it. Like, do you think it's gonna be aliens that are like crazy looking or just like basically people, but they're claiming to be aliens? God, I'm assuming that if yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for like uh, you know that like basically Men in Black where it's like they're in people suits. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'm I'm gonna go for that. Like maybe even they're tiny green men in in people suits. Maybe, maybe something that absurd. There's a point where this comes up in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where there's like a character who's claiming to be an alien and so much crazy stuff happens in JoJo's. This could be just like a genuine alien. Sure. But he looks like a regular guy. He just looks like a normal dude. He dresses kind of funny, but that's about it. You know, uh, no more different looking than any of the other characters. Uh, and I'm hoping it's like that and it's left completely ambiguous if these guys are genuinely aliens. They don't go to an alien world or anything. Maybe they just like stay on Earth and they're like, yeah, we got to protect you guys from our alien like enemies that are coming down to like subjugate you and everything. Right. And all the people that are interacting like, like it's like Chloe from the like barista like at the at the local coffee shop. And right. she's just like, um, uh, like, okay, I, <laughs> that's crazy, but all right. And they're just like, no, seriously, like, oh, duck your head right now. And she's like, okay. And they're like, all right, you're safe. And it's all a ploy because Chloe's actually the enemy alien. Yeah, like, it, it, like I love those where the movie is just like, we're going to play it like as straight looking as possible. It looks just like a regular everyday setting, but the characters in it are fucking wacky and they believe this is really what's going on and everybody else is just living a normal life with these crazy alien guys going around. I forget the name of the movie, and I forget the name of the main actor, but the whole the whole plot there is that some guy who we find out later is like an astronomer that was uh, like studying this one galaxy or whatever, he claims to be an alien, and they stick him in a nut house, and he's talking about uh, like uh, the Blue Jays and something like that. The whole time they're like, that could never happen, but then they look up some scientific journals and they're like, no, no, there's there's this constellation exactly where he said it would be. How could he know that if he wasn't an alien? But they're like, no, but this detective guy found out that he's uh, actually got a life as a human. And and the end of the movie, it's like, he disappears. No, no, he, one of the patients at the mental hospital disappears because he's been talking about bringing him back to his home planet. And then all of a sudden, the guy is mentally back to being a normal human being. Do you remember what I'm t- like? I do not, no. Really? Nope. God, I'm going to find that Could one. be a, uh, a James episode. Dude, that one's going to be me. I just gave you the whole plot, though, but I'm going to track down this uh, this fucking movie because I think it's great. 
If you wait long enough, I'll forget. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Hey, a couple months down the line, this is going to be my French Renaissance bomb that I'm <laughs> dropping gonna be on like, you. Bam! This is the one. You fucking idiot. Okay. Well, I think I think we have enough to like cut away some of the stuff we don't need and use what we do need. We're I just almost want to keep in the that whole Boris thing. I kind of want. I, I like to. the Boris part, dude. That's really the nice. Chris Rock and Will Smith part is like ah. Everybody's yeah, no, we we can trim that. But man, stay cheeky, breaky fellas. So let's call it a let's call it a day here and go on to the movie. And we are back from watching the movie. Uh, James, did you want to do you want to start us off? Uh, do you want to start with? There's really only one thing that uh, like I agree was bad. Uh, do you want to start off with the bad, and then we can talk sure. about how amazing the movie was? Because I had a blast until you tell me that I was wrong about the whole thing. But I, I had fun. Okay, well, you know, we we talked about this during the movie because I was just very visually disgusted by it. But uh, uh, James argued that. Uh, God, like just just for the context, this is the how, how would you describe it? The um, sort of the romantic subplot of the film, right? For the amazing Kevin, uh, the mighty Kevin, mm-hmm. and he's going after the hot-blooded Latina officer that maced him, which apparently mace doesn't work on Hondonians, whatever. Yeah, and does so in such a way that would definitely be rapey by today's standards, um, especially the I'm gonna like stun shoot you. And while you're incapacitated, I'm going to lay you in your bed. And already, this is horrible. Oh, and you just wanted to sing her a song. No, no, no. That's that's not okay. Like, everything leading up to that is not okay. And and the actual act of, like, you're now paralyzed and I'm going to force you to do something. And no matter what it is, he could have, like, played a game of Jenga in front of her and it would have been inappropriate. It, it, could, have, it could have been as benign as, like, I'm attracted to you. And then he left. Everything leading up to that made it not okay. Yeah. As well as they're leaning pretty fucking heavily on, she's the hot-blooded Latina. I'm going to learn Spanish and sing a Spanish song for you. And, oh, wouldn't you know it? She's going to tango classes. And I'm, I'm going to learn how to tango. And I'm going to forcefully tango with her. I'm actually not all that concerned about the fact that he brutalized an old woman. That's fine. But the fact that they're, like, racially stereotyping the Latina officer and his rapacious tendencies... Not great. Like, not great, nor necessary for the film. I feel like you could have found another way to weasel in the fact that, like, they they hoodwinked the cops at the bar. Something could have happened there. Or even, like you mentioned, a better romantic subplot than that. Yeah, there's... So, I I challenged you while we were watching it, and the old lady gets knocked unconscious using violence, and you're like, yeah, I, I think that's the best way to do that. And I'm like... Well, okay, but it doesn't have to be the best, right? We could we could pick a way that's like maybe not as good, but is like or even equally as good. Like if that's that's what I was presented with for the fact that we're watching a comedy movie and he didn't fucking kill her. Like that's that's what I was presented. So if this is baseline. For the record, she is an elderly woman, and he he struck her to the point of dr- knocking her unconscious. There's a good chance he killed her. If we're talking about this on a realistic extent, sure. Um, in a realistic sense, where and how he struck her would have broken her collarbone. That wouldn't have made her pass out. She definitely would not have gotten up afterwards to point him out. So if we're talking about realism, like that didn't happen. So I'm going to assume I'm just Hondonian judo chop magic. If you're if you're watching movies and you're thinking to yourself like I could knock someone unconscious if I hit them hard enough, don't do that, and especially don't do that to the elderly. Especially to the elderly, yes. And even if you think that that's okay, like first off, it's never okay. Like what they use in movies about like you just ether and knock somebody out or. Hit somebody with a baseball bat and they'll just pass out. If you've hit somebody in the head and they pass out, brain damage has occurred. Yeah, so take them that, to the hospital. That's a straight up fact. Yeah. Don't do that. And ether doesn't work because you'd have to, you'd have, you would choke them out in less time than it would take to make someone pass out from ether. Not that I'm giving anybody tips on how to fucking <laughs> abduct or brutalize anybody, but those don't work. Elderly abuse aside, that it's uh, a bad subplot. Yeah, like so you, you brought that up, and like it is worth noting that there are certain things that we accept in film as like shorthand for we're just going to get to the next scene now. Right. And that's kind of one of them is like I knocked this person unconscious. We're moving on to the next part. Right. That is like excusable. Like that's something that like we've just grown to accept at this point, and we should like change that and move on past it as like a stupid thing we used to do because we used to think violence was okay to enact on people. Right. But things like oh hey I'm going to romance this woman who has no interest in me. How do I do it? Breaking into her house not a great way of going about that. Knocking Forcibly her. kissing her, not a great way of going about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, all of these things are not good. Forcing her to like dance with you, even if like she doesn't necessarily want to, and like not even like having that discussion, just being like, 
dance with me and you can arrest me and then just going at it you know like obviously the and for her is, to be like subservient enough to do that maybe the subservient isn't the right word the, there but to acquiesce to that that's the thing even like even describing her as like a hot-blooded latina woman is kind of like an over exaggeration of her character her character is very much i'm here to do cop job now guy is interested in me i'm just here to love guy like she yeah. starts off as i am generic cop and goes straight to i am here to like love guy she doesn't really have character like she doesn't have personality traits or anything like that she she has a job and then she has a function in a romantic situation and not even like these are expressions of my personality or these are expressions of like my ideologies my beliefs nope it's all just whatever guy wants or whatever cop job dictates i should do as a cop and that's those are her two aspects of her character and it's not good fair and that's part of why it's so offensive is that like it would be one thing if she was like man i really just like when he like sneaks into her house we get to see her on the phone and she's like talking to someone and talking about how like online dating is hard and like yeah but that doesn't mean that like just because online dating is hard doesn't mean that anybody wants somebody to break into their house and like you know uh, uh paralyze them and then play music in front of them and kiss their forehead without asking and all this other shit yeah Ooh. Yeah, that's that's horrible. And the fear, like, at no point in time would any reasonable woman like be like, "Oh, he's just here to play me a song." No, no, he knows where you live and how to incapacitate you. Like anything could happen. Yep. But what happens next time? And it just so happens that we're in movie land, so it's romantic. We can make the woman proclaim that this is acceptable, right? Because we get to write her, and that's how it goes. Right. And like, it bothers me that like like D. Snyder was a part of this production, and like, at what point? Did he not look at this and go, that's kind of funny. You know, sure, certainly, it's a little funny. You know, oh, this alien, he doesn't know, you know, and he's doing all these things that are inappropriate. Wasn't Dee Snyder in a band? Twisted Sister. We're not gonna take it. The no. Twisted Sister... Now, I don't, I don't know their whole, um... Rec- what's the word for recordography, you know? Discography. Discography, yeah. Uh, but I'm reasonably sure that they were a rock band in the era... Of very rapey songs. I don't know if they ever had a song that was like, I'm an older man and there's younger women interested in me and she, boy. She's only 17. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if they I, have a song I, like I don't that. know if they do either, but that was that was their era, right? Most, like, they existed in that era. Yes, most of D. Snyder and Twisted Sister songs are noted for being like, stand up against the system. Okay. Which is like... The system that tells you you need to date appropriately aged women? Or the system that tells you it's okay for men to just grab a woman by the arm and tell her what to do. Or that. That's also a thing. That's a system that's in place. Um, but yeah, so I, I don't know enough about about Twisted Sister themselves. I also don't know if you know D. Snyder specifically wrote anything for this or if he had a hand Maybe in that. Maybe he was the only rock, rock star of that generation that was like woke enough to be like, Hey man, this is, this is all fucked up shit. Um, I don't know enough about that. But yeah, I mean, maybe. Is what I'm saying. Like, may- maybe that's just like, yeah, that's what people do in artistic media, you know? I'm not actually condoning dating underage women, but the songs are nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure exactly where to put D. Snyder on that. I know he's fought a lot for, like, our right to, like, express ourselves through music. And uh, in, in, like, a, like, in, in the court of law, he has fought for that a lot. Okay. And, like, God bless him for doing that, because Lord knows a lot of these other uh, rock stars are just kind of like, ah, it'll figure itself out. And he actually did the work. Like, he went forward and said, like, I'm going to go to the law and say, no, we should be allowed to, like, talk about these things in music. Right. Like, if nowhere else, we should be able to sing about them. Did a lot for our understanding of the First Amendment and our First Amendment right to, like, say what we want to say. And, like, specifically in the realm of, like, music. For sure. So I can't say how much of this depends on D. Snyder. And I don't want to put a whole lot of it on him because he could have just been like, here's an idea for a thing I really like. You guys are pitching it and it sounds really cool and I'll produce it. I'll help pay for it, you know, and I'll... Was he the director or just like a producer? He like was a, a producer. Backer? He was a producer. He backed it. So, so yeah, I'm sure whoever the director was is like, like we were talking about, I was like, we need a love interest. So yeah, un- unfortunate. That was the unfortunate drawback of the movie. Yeah, that, um, that is very much the big failing of the film. The rest of the film is a really fun, like exciting and interesting... You know, take I'm, on. I'm gonna voice my complaint here about um, okay. about. So he's like, I think I've got an idea. What he took out from behind there was an acetylene oxygen torch, specifically with a brazing tip, and that matters because brazing tips are only for heating things. At best, could have had a cutting tip on that. The cutting tip cuts things clearly. Um, none of that is for welding. None of that is for attaching things to other things. Couldn't be used to solder it. Can open. can absolutely not in the situation that he was in. Okay. Because um, that's how I was understanding what he was doing. Was if I'm he if he was 
If he was, it would be a two-handed operation because I have heard of brazing where you have a brazing rod, like a stick of welding material that you would then heat and drip into a crevice, which is not for attaching a thing face-to-face -face with a thing, typically. Um, and also, they had the, the, the sizzling, arcing sounds that, like, come from... None of that was correct. None of that was right, and I'm upset about it. The only counter-argument here, and, I'll, and you've given this to me before, and sure. I found it, you know, compelling, so right. I'll give it to you in return. They are aliens. They could be doing some alien magic alien. stuff. No, that's absolutely fair. They and have all they needed was the well. I just need the heat, and then I will molecularly change what the heat's doing between the two metals. That's absolutely fair. And again, movie magic. Not everybody goes to the movie is like that's not a welder. That or the people that are welders are like you can't use welding to attach two dissimilar metal. Like all right, we're just we're just gonna go for it. But that was my that was my gripe. You wanted to gripe about uh, the Latino rape scene i'm grabbing about the welding as far as like rapey scenes go it is one of the more toned down ones but the right. fact that the movie does try to have it like all ways where they're like yeah you know like i'm gonna i'm gonna have him like do all this fucked up shit and latina woman is all about it and is like devoted enough to not know this guy at all and like risk her entire livelihood on him like right. the police found out that she gave them a bad tip she's done and like isn't even convinced by the end like after risking her entire job and livelihood and life she's like so, so you're really from space? It's like, nah, I'm just fucking with you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, man. And now we're going to kill everybody in this place because we're terrorists. <laughs> like, you don't know. Um, but yeah, aside, aside from those two gripes, uh, one of them more minor than the other, I had a blast. And whoever the fuck uh, the mighty Kevin is, like, I hope that he actually sings bluegrass or that that was actually his voice because I would be really, really upset if they fucking dubbed over his voice. The Space Worm song? Can we talk about how much of a banger the Space Worm song the, is? That, as well as, like, I was I was not convinced on the rip when Bill... Because Bill is not a frontline singer. Like, that's just his failing. He's a fucking gnarly banjo player. Even that. The man from Cheaper by the Dozen. Better banjo player. Don't know if he should have done this movie. But he starts singing that song at the end. And I'm like... It's like off tempo, it's not great. And then fucking Mighty Kevin and fucking immediately it pulls back together and he starts belting it out. Like, this is one of those soundtracks I'm gonna go listen to. I, I, I hope there's a soundtrack to this. Yeah, uh, there, there were some really good, like, I'm not a huge, like, country music fan. Bluegrass is probably the genre of the, like, country genres that I like the most. Because typically, bluegrass is very much about, like, uh, well, a lot of the themes aren't like super about stuff that I can relate to. It is typically more like blue collar, more like actually about uh, like the experience on a very specific level instead of that like vague like got my boots, got my denim, got my girl, got my beer right. type of stuff. Uh, whereas bluegrass is more about like a certain feeling and they certainly captured that like, hey, I'm just a regular guy, but now I've come to this new place and I can't be that regular guy anymore because I'm in this new place now. That's right. like, that's what the Space Worm song is about. Right. I used to live in this place where I could do a simple job and live a simple life, but I can't anymore because I'm here now. See, that, that's also what I loved about it, because from the first song, every single song, even it's like, I'm not a two-headed stranger, whatever the fuck that was. Mm -hmm. These are all like songs that have probably been done in whatever genre that they need to be done in, uh, where, they, where they say a thing. And fucking, they're just saying a thing. It's like, here's that feeling, but also space. Do, 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 do. That, that's the best part, is the combination of like that like space futuristic sci-fi aesthetic and that down-home, like very blue-collar, very like, like right. just, just a regular everyday person kind of aesthetic. Like jamming those two yeah. together feels real good. I'll put on my pants, same as you. Three legs at a time. Yeah, like, bam, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I brush my hair just like all oh, you're moving my antenna out of the way as I do it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I love it. Like, God, it's just such a fucking good movie. Like, it was... I love movies with fucking bangers in them. Like, and everything about that was enjoyable. Out of all the musicals we've seen on this show, and it has or on this podcast, it hasn't been many. But out of all of them, even the ones that we're considering musicals that aren't very much musicals at all, this pretty good for as far as musicals go. And it's a tight 90 minutes, and that feels good. Right. I love I love tight 90 minute movies. I love that. I did think that like specifically they should have given more time and energy to the the Holly and Bill romance story because I think that's strictly more compelling. That I definitely like want to know more about. That there's just so many things that are taken as wrote here. Because, like, when you and mommy get a divorce, and it's like, what were the problems they were having? Oh, you're always at work, even when you're not... Like, none of that's ever explored. 
And like, to a lesser extent, fucking D. Snyder's like, Yeah man, you guys are hiding from the police? Yeah, you can live in my bar. Oh, you need a ride 140 miles away? Alright man, let's go. Hey, those look like guns? Well, you said they set them on stun, so that's cool. And they break into the fucking place and fucking launch a nuke. A fucking nuke. And D. Snyder's like, did you commit the war crime? Cool, let's fucking rip. <laughs> Way to go. Are we all safe? You're sure we're safe, right? Uh, <laughs> it took nothing to convince D. Snyder. D. Snyder, we're in danger. Oh, shit. Word? Yeah, word. Okay, I'll drive you 140 miles and I will I will aid and abet you committing this war crime. That was a two-hour cop chase that we didn't get to see, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut, <laughs> right cut that right out. Uh, <laughs> I did really like the, the alien fight. Where uh, General Trius is well, fighting. Also something that's not fucking explained. Which, like, I mean, I get it. Like, in context, it's like, okay, the Hondonians hired a lizard assassin. Except fucking apparently the Hondonians are cheap as fuck. Because they're like, no, 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 don't, don't kill him. That, that costs too much money. Just fucking put his finger on the bomb. That seems like it would be more expensive than killing him. Wouldn't it? Yeah, like, beat him up. Don't kill him. Have him press his, his specific index finger onto the bomb. And then just leave after. It's fine. You don't have to worry about it. Just, de you know, roll out. Yeah, God, I have to beat the fuck out of this guy? Keep him alive and press his finger against the thing? That's like four... Killing him is just one thing. Right. I could have killed him with a gun. I gotta actually beat him up? Jesus. And apparently this guy's like a fucking legend, by the way. Like, he's a general because he's like biologically the best thing that's come out of Honda. Well, we don't know if he's biologically the best. We do know he is the greatest soldier they've ever produced, which could just speak to his training or his aptitude for it or whatever. Right. Could be any number of things. No, we true. don't know it was like a genetic or a biological or anything like that. I don't want to. I don't want to like put that on this movie, and then it's like, well, now it's doing a thing where it's like, if you have superior genetics, you deserve to be a great. Oh, leader. Jesus Christ! Yep. So You're that's not what the movie was doing. <laughs> cut out the last five minutes of talk. Like that was, that was trash. Jesus. Uh, and he was a white guy. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he's actually a white guy or not. I, I, I couldn't really tell if he was, like, a white guy or if he was, like, not exactly white. I couldn't tell. Is he one of those, like, off-whites? He's, he's the Italians? What is it? They have, like, um, white Hispanic and then white non-Hispanic? Yeah, they do have that. And, I mean, for the longest time, it's like, there's the brown Italians and the white Italians, and the Irish people are, like, barely white. And so there's, like, a lot of, like, you know, specificity here that I don't want to, like, say without knowing. Right, right, offend the guy to find out like actually I'm, I'm Greek he, he did have that uh, Stelio Cantos kind of face <laughs> what an interesting character <laughs> Stelio, Stelio Cantos I know exactly <laughs> perfect what a weird specific thing to fucking God, but does he not look like yeah, that no, he's yeah. got the jawline and the haircut and everything and he also has a demeaning, menial job. So that's a thing. I thought it was weird that uh, General Trius does seem to be more, like, robotic alien kind of thing coming off. Like, he portrays himself that way, kind of. Which, it might just be the military thing. And then, and then well, but Kevin's kind of like a... He's at least an assassin of sorts. You know, he might be, like, a bad assassin, but, like, he's well, a I mean, trained individual. Is he a trained individual, or is this just like, hey, you're really good at shooting space worms? on your farm and uh, we need you to be the hero of Hondo I don't know if the space worm thing was meant to be like a direct representation of his actual life back on home I mean, we don't know that but I mean we, we can't know for sure it's, it's it's either like I just made this up for the song or it is like very much yeah I was a farmer and I got sent here to kill a guy I mean I'd like to think that when uh, when Kevin's tied up in the beginning and fucking Bill is just riffing through various genres of music. He goes from classical, video game themes, etc. And he does the bluegrass riff, just the, the battling banjos riff. And I'd like to think that that stuck with uh, the mighty Kevin in some way related to the fact that he's a, he's a salt of the hondo man uh, who farms the space worms. Like, I don't know. I'd like to think that that's why that one stuck with him and he didn't come in being like uh, doing the Tenacious D classical music riff. You know, I think that that's why they stuck with the fucking bluegrass sure uh it's 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 hard to say exactly and i can't be certain but uh i, I do think that uh, it's weird that like specifically general trias is the one who's been on earth for 11 years but he still talks very much more more alien than kevin does kevin so sounds like and then behaves like for more like just on like a conversational level right like a regular guy basically sure you could have a discussion with him and be like wow he's just like an excited regular dude he's not talking like i'll tell you everything 
once you need to know. That's like that's how General Trius talks. He's very serious and very like robotic kind of. Right. You know, if you look to the stars, something should happen in five, four. Like that's how he does right. it. And Kevin's over here like, you know, yes, I'm really an alien from outer space. And it's like, I don't believe you. You seem like a really normal dude. Right. Whereas, like, if General Trius said that to you, like, I'm, I am an alien from outer space. Kind of like that Keanu Reeves, like, delivery almost. Oh, my God. That's it. That's what it is. Oh, I'm in the Matrix. That's crazy. How does this work? Am I even breathing air? And it's like, wow, man. Like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't think somebody could say six different sentences and have the same intonation for all of them. Yeah. It feels very much like you could be from outer space or have never interacted with real humans on Earth. Right. And he's been here for 11 fucking years. He should be, like, light and fun. Actually, I think that that would make a lot more sense. If gener- if the actors swapped, the, the, the more rotund gentleman who played uh, Mike... Is it Mike? Kevin. Mighty Kevin. I'm sorry, I'm putting... The Kevin Mikey Kevin. Mikey... 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 Mevin. Uh, 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 Kevin. The guy who plays Kevin should have played General Trius... And General Trius should have been playing Mighty Kevin. I, I definitely still prefer it this way, and I, I just, I'm, I'm still going to lean on that. He is... He's a general. Like, he's probably... I'm going to assume he didn't... Like, I, I really liked your take where it's like, uh, I think that's going to be his wife that comes down and, like, uh, assassinates him or whatever. I, I just think that, like, maybe he was a purely military man. Like, and that's, what, that's why he's the best to produce. Like, if it's not genetics then surely it's because that was his life, was to do the military thing. Sure. You know, it's sort of like, I, I saw a video about, like, um, people were theori- uh, theorizing about, like, why Putin walks the way he does. And it's like, oh, that's a KGB thing. Like, you always have your hand near your gun. And it's like, all right, well, if he's purely military, like, maybe he just talks that way because it's very clinical and whatever. Whereas Kevin is uh, Bad a space worm. Slash space worm farmer. farmer. Yeah. So, I think if you read Kevin as Space Worm Farmer, he's a lot more appropriate. But if you read him as a space assassin, he works a lot better as General Trius instead of as, you know... I mean, they sent him as a bad assassin. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that that was actually I, the strategy. There. I think they could have played into that so much more, too. Like, okay, okay, think about it this way. You live on Earth for 11 years, you find uh, a girlfriend, you marry her, you have a kid with her, you become a dad, right? Who looks more like a dad? Right, yeah. So he, he became a dad and still kept all the physique of a hundo general master? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. But Kevin, warm, sort of like that Santa Claus dad bod thing going right. on, looks beautiful man, by the way. But like very much the physique of like, you know, what you would consider a t- contemporary father. Right. Whereas General Trius has the body of like... The assassin. Uh, yeah, of a yeah. guy who's been like training for something or other. For sure. And it's like, he's been doing that for 11 years. This other guy is being told you got to go and kill someone. And like, he's just like, oh, okay. Right. And like doesn't train for it or anything. And like, I think that... The thing that leans more towards him being a farmer is very much like his his physique. You know, you're a farmer. You got a plentiful amount of food around you. You kind of just like lean into that, right? Right. Makes sense. But also, farmers burn a shitload of calories. So I mean, we don't know how space worm farming is. Maybe they just got robots and and, That's and true. machines. That's and- possible. But I'm just saying, like, I I think that it's there's a good argument to be made for, and also I think that General Trius's actor could play into the like, yeah, I'm. I'm Hondo's last resort. I'm its greatest weapon. I'm here to kill you. And then he fucks up and that's kind of funny. That would be nice, yeah. You know, like, oh man, I'm such a fucking hard ass. And he doesn't even realize, like, and then, and then fucking like Kevin been- has to tell him, like, no, you were sent here so I would lower my guard after killing you. And it's like, oh. I, I, th- I do think that it would definitely play up to the humor to have Kevin, like, beat the absolute shit out of Trim Bill. Yeah, and it, and it would be funny, too, because Kevin's delivery for that wouldn't have been as serious and as, like, you're basically a pussy and I whooped your ass. It would be like, no, buddy, you, you came down here so I would lower my guard after I killed you. And it'd be kind of funny, because he's, like, delivering it like it's, like, you know, a happy, also, fun thing. Right. And because he's from Earth and he knows how to be, like, jovial with people and, like, kind. I definitely also, like, um, like I assume that, that Kevin has been able to learn super quick because of whatever. Yeah. Hondo magic or yeah. Hondo intelligence or whatever. But still, it would have made more sense for, like, the practice 11 years can give you on the intonation of your voice. Whereas, like, they drop Kevin down and while he's being tortured by the banjo, he, like does that resonating thing where like you you fucking flex your diaphragm that you kind of have to be taught how to do yeah and he just gets it yeah yeah there's a there's there was a lot of cool things with that movie i think that uh i'm always iffy about like and i just when i say iffy i mean like i take everything just 
as as presented to me when we're in like a sci-fi or like a magic thing it's like yeah this is how this works and i'm like that doesn't make sense i'm like it's sci-fi fucking whatever just tell me how the world works so i can watch the movie they can do how they like it's fine yeah yeah i wish that they did spend a little bit more time explaining a couple of things but i also don't really care i don't i don't i don't love like when they like go out of their way to be like and this is how our blue magic hands work. They do these things. They don't do these things. Right. I was perfectly willing because they only bring it up fucking what twice. Like I can make a man vibrate or lock a door. I'm like all right, cool, dope, whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever you need your stupid blue hand thing. That was kind of frustrating when she's like, "How can I trust that you're an alien from outer space?" And I'm like, "Dude, show your weird glowing hand. That is enough." Like I'm sorry, but uh, I can only make her vibrate or lock that door. I don't need to do that. Fucking right lock now. the door with your hand, man. Right. Fucking do that shit. That was another thing. Maybe that's why the cop was, like, so willing to believe him, is that, like, she's seen him perform alien she saw him do the twice. thing. Like, he, he shot his alien gun at her and knocked her, like, paralyzed for 30 minutes, and then he fucking did his magic glowy hand on the door. Did she, like, not see that, by the way? Like, are, are we to expect that, like, only we can see the magic blue hands? That is something that wasn't, like, discussed in the film at all. Nobody she didn't ever stare said, at it. She didn't, like, look down and go, like, yeah. it was more like... The, the door won't open, and he's just staring at me. Yeah, and the film expects you to assume that, like, because there's a blow, glowing blue light coming from his hand, he's doing some Hondo magic. Yeah, fucking, uh, that's that's very true. At no point in the film, even when they're in the uh, in the scene where they're in the like jail and everyone's watching him glow his like blue hand on the guy, nobody says like his hand's glowing blue. That's crazy. Which is what any given person would do. Right. They're like, what are you doing to that man? And it's like, that's not, that is not how I would phrase somebody doing Jedi magic to yeah. an unconscious man. It is man. how you would phrase like someone pressing their hand up against someone's chest. And making like, them fucking vibrate. Yeah, like, what sort weird. of acupuncture crap are you doing? Yeah. That, that's like weird, but not enough for me to annotate exactly what's happening. Right. There. I thought they would do more with the little girl. She's basically... I thought they did... As good a job as possible as making it look like somebody that could theoretically be his daughter. Sure. And that's all I expected out of it, really. I thought that there would be more from her. Because she does seem like she's like the emotional linchpin for him. Where he's like, I, I genuinely love her. She's an innocent. She's my daughter. I love, like, everything about I feel her, like, that, like to do anything special with her would be to imply that there would be a sequel. You know, like, like one of those things where, like, after the credits roll and she's like... Daddy, I can do the magic blue hand thing too. I don't. I don't mean something like that. I just meant like something within the story for like you know maybe the the, the alien assassin guy abducts the little girl. They kind of try to like make you think that's going to I happen. I definitely thought that was that yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, yeah, that's a good job on the director's behalf to like trick you into thinking that. Um, go hide in the basement. I also thought that there was going to be a fight in the fucking house. Like, go hide in the basement. Tell people that like they're breaking in or whatever. And then he bolts. Yeah, and then he leaves and fights them on the. On a different rooftop? Yeah. Yeah. Why? You have a perfectly good house to destroy here. Fucking fuck it up. Right. I'd like to think that, like, maybe the... I don't know who produces fucking... Oh, that's right. D. Snyder. Maybe he's like, yeah, the roof of my bar. You can do that. (laughs) Does he actually own a bar? I bet you he owns that bar. The name of the bar is Trash Bar. I sure hope he wouldn't name his bar Trash Bar, but also... That might just be for the movie, but also... the aesthetic of it he's going for. We're we're in grungy New York where people go to, like, listen to up-and-coming bands. Trash Bar? I'd go there. I'd go to Trash Bar. Right. Uh, Is there anything else about the movie you want to mention? Uh, let's see, glorious soundtrack. Um, oh, oh, they did sort of do the "Hey, we will bring everyone together with the power of bluegrass music." They did it a little bit. They, they mentioned that we could do that, and then they, and then the, the epilogue of the film, like sort of the ending, sort of statements was, he, yeah, and then he they, brought music back to Hondo. They went back and to- showed them the music, and they became better people for it and everything. And like, I brought the two greatest things from Earth back to Hondo: bluegrass music. And Latinas. <laughs> a Latina woman. Uh, yeah. Um, you too can have bluegrass and Latinas if you just, <laughs> you just be chill about her. <laughs> that kind of plays out, but not in the way that I was really hoping for it. They definitely, like, Bill definitely shit on that, uh, like, early in the movie. Like, dude, just have him land here and do the bluegrass concert right where they land. And he's like, no, nope, doesn't work that way. Nope, there's, there's a lot... I, I I wanted there to be more than just the prison scene and the scene preceding that where he's like, no, 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 the humans are tribal savages and uh, you can't reason with them. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I, I like that aspect of it too and I wish they had gone more into it and I wish they had gone more into how like how Kevin decided not to assassinate him because he's basically just like, yeah, this is Kevin. He was put on this planet to assassinate me and he didn't do a good job and now he's playing in my band. Yeah. He showed up and he, le- he learned how to play the guitar in 26 hours. 
Assuming that from the moment I last saw him escaping my tied-up chair trap to now, he's been practicing. I just wish they had given us more for that. And I, I get that the movie, we're going to try and keep it a tight 90 minutes, so we got to like do a lot of shortcuts. we got to like jump around a little bit here. I get that. But I felt like there were other things we could have cut, or like like all of the scenes that were him rapily going into the lady's house. Right, we, we could have cut all of that and then like had some CGI scenes where they explain how music never occurred because like I don't know I guess that's just my human my human experience to like have notes resonate in me how could you not have this is, is how could this you're... never have accidentally occurred like we talk about like the Baghdad batteries and shit like that where it's like alright well these these probably aren't actual batteries but surely somebody noticed that like dissimilar metals and an acid like eventually and something happened like somebody noticed just by accident that shit happened and um whether they were able to do anything with it is a whole nother story but sure accidentally over however fucking long it took hondonians to invent space travel and viruses that could destroy an entire world and stun lasers surely they could have figured out that like yeah man and these really tight wires like look these things aren't tight enough bing bong bong wow that was nice they couldn't accidentally have done that? I don't know. It's it's one of those, like, sci-fi things where, like... Uh, you have to take it. Well, sort of that, and also... It is possible for that to happen, just because our limited imaginations cannot create a scenario. It's sort of like uh, capitalism has created a situation where we cannot imagine a replacement for capitalism. It's like sure. that. You know, we've been living in a situation that has music for so long that we can no longer imagine a situation where music does not exist. Right. So, like... That's what it is. You're, it's not that it can't not exist. It's just that you've we, had we it for so long. We have to ping it so early in our development that, that it became cultural across just, the board. You just think it's necessity always. And it's not. Like, it's possible for it not to exist. Or at right. least for it to have, like, happened and everybody just, like, wrote it and been like, that's not anything significant. That the first time it happened, it was like, God, you know, we these things make different notes. And maybe if I put them together like this, no, that's trash. Yeah, you're right. We're just going to... Yeah, just leave that. Not even worth, like, working on, you know. And, like, to hear someone play something like, you know, Soul Man or, you know, like, any any of those, like, really catchy, good songs, you right. know, to hear that and go, whoa, this is music, this is amazing. Never heard anything like it before. Maybe he has heard, like, you know, and he was just like, that's not anything, that's stupid. Right. I'm like, I do that when I'm bored. And then he's like, Hondo, if you can hear me. Do what? Do 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 Man, you know. He's right. Do what? <laughs> yeah. I don't want to win. <laughs> that type of shit. Once you've heard uh, the, the Dawson's Creek theme song, there's no going back as a civilization. Right. It's all downhill from there. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we... If we had to travel back in time and could bring one song with us to destroy civilization, That'd be it. the Dawson's Creek theme would be the one. Just started off from the beginning and then... What would they replace Dawson's Creek song with? Because you can't have, like, the universal song. I guess it would have to be, like, I don't know, one of the Backstreet Boys songs. I want it that way. No, that's fair. God, I love it. <coughs> but, yeah, I, I don't have anything phenomenal. Like, unless I'm missing something, like, God, what's, what's the deep meaning of the movie? I think it was meant to be very much just sort of a lighthearted, fun romp. To like rival Tenacious D or to rival like one of those types of movies. That's fair. Maybe something about uh, it, it's all shit. Like like uh, I don't know. Don't don't fucking lie to your spouse about being an alien. Ooh. That's something we can all live with. I wish they had done more with that about how like hey lying to your spouse about an integral part of yourself is probably wrong right. because. They kind of imply that, like, maybe she's just not accepting of him throughout the film. And then at the end, they reveal whole stop that he had just been lying the entire time. Right. No, no, no. That town in Ohio doesn't exist. And, uh, and like, on top of, like, lying about his backstory, at no point was he like, yeah, I, um, I do groundskeeping for a fucking museum two hours away. Yeah, he came up with the lie that he was a mechanic, a very attractive, or, um, no, 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 an engineer. An engineer, a very attractive job to have. And, like... Could have just said, no, I'm a janitor. So very much, it does seem like he's lying in order to curry favor with her, which is the worst thing you can really do. Right. Just lying because you have to lie is one thing, but that's not something he had to lie about. He could have been like, I'm a janitor. I work as a janitor or a groundskeeper or whatever right. it is he's doing. Right. Of all the things, like to, to lie about, I'm from another planet, like, all right, we, we don't know how Earth... Because again, like he sees us as... as 
tribal natives. We, we couldn't possibly under, we barely understand how to deal with people of a different color in our own society, let alone an entirely different planet of people. Yeah. Um, Which I think is a very astute observation on right. his behalf. No, that's solid. Um, and so to lie about that, that's fine. But then to be like, and to have something set up with the security guard where he's like, yeah, and if his wife shows up, send him to this office and we're, we're going to say that he's a professor. And it's like, why'd you have to do that? I, I do think that, like, he's kind of cool for even, like, allowing for that. Because, like, basically he's committing fraud at that point, And, like, you're abetting him in that. And, like, he could have just said, no, fuck you. If your wife calls, she oh, should Oh, no, know. yeah. I, I got nothing against the security guard guy. It's just I, I want to I know why this, why this was something that he thought he needed to do. I think it's to curry favor. He wanted to, like, get with the girl. And, like, this is, again... He's like, I'm not... Sorry, I'm not just some musician who you're going to be a groupie for. I'm uh, an engineer. Dude, that was crazy to me when she was like, I would be your groupie forever. That That is a very attractive claim to make in my mind. I'm like, damn, man, I would love to have somebody just support the shit out of me for forever and my, like, art I feel for like forever. somebody that would be my groupie forever would also lie to me when I asked them to. Or lie for me when, when asked. Yeah. So she, I, I don't think she's being, like, holistically honest when saying I'd be your groupie forever. I think she is kind of paraphrasing, or not paraphrasing, but, like... Uh, being hyperbolic there where she's sort of saying, hey, if like, you hey, didn't want to be right. a family man, we could have just done the thing where you're a musician and I show up at your shows and I love all your music and we hook up sometimes. Right. Like, that's something I'm willing to continue to do for you. And that's a cool thing to offer someone. But he, I guess he loved her. But, like, I, th this brings up some questions, like, that the movie does not go into of, like, can you love someone specifically? Live, live a life that you're not planning on surrounding them like because I, I feel like lying to them just lying to their well, fucking face constantly right and like they don't they don't discuss that and that's a cool and interesting thing he just like plays his little song at the end where he's like no I, I've loved you this whole time I love you and I'm like cool but that doesn't explain the whole like I lied to you for years thing and like how you and understand like, again, she just accepts it where she's like how, how could I how could I believe you as if that was the core problem here is that like, well, how could I believe you now when you've been lying for years? And it's like, no, why was he lying for years? They also don't even cover the thing like, how could I believe you now since you've been lying for years? It was basically, how could I believe that you're an alien at, like on the on the premise of I'm an alien. Right, like just at the very end. Like, yeah, they don't even bring up like, so you've been lying to me all this time and you're actually an alien? No, it's like, so you're an alien? Yeah. Like this thing that I just found out now, how do I know that's all along? Yeah. And, and that's a fair place to start. But then but, the next like, clear logical question becomes like, so you've been lying for years and you didn't just like let me know like, hey, no, I've been misguiding you and like here's, you know, and you're just now telling me. And I get that like, yeah, like that's the other thing. He keeps bringing up how dangerous it is for people to know about all this stuff. Why? Right. Do their heads explode from knowing the knowledge? I don't believe that. No, that doesn't happen. Now. That's why I loved Kevin's response there where he's just like, lighten up, dude. Compelling stuff, Kevin. You're right. <laughs> you fucking caught me in the in the one trap I couldn't escape. Yeah, like because that's really it. Seems like that's all he needs is somebody to tell him, like, like, bro, chill. You're being you're being a fucking idiot, dude. Right, back up. Right, what's yeah? I mean, I again, like, I, I'm sure I could find something there where he's like, no, that these tribal savages, like, thousands of years of, do, of killing anybody that's not them. Uh, you know, they'll just. Go out of their way to go find Hondo and blow it up, and, and we're technologically much more advanced. But we could have had that discussion. Somebody could have said, why is it dangerous, though? And he could have been like, they're savages. They, they like do that stuff. They're they militaristic. Did, they did they kind of touch on that. Like, there was at least one point where it's like, it was probably during the why can't we just play music for them? And it's like, well, because then they'd have to live here, and, and the humans wouldn't want us to live here. And um, yeah, like, he, he never brings that up directly in response to why didn't you tell your wife? It, it brings it, he they it feels like they bring this stuff up just before they go to prison and that's about it. Like that's the, true. They go to prison and they bring it up in there and they and the, before the prison scene. But after that, it's just like we're on a mission. We they also mention it with D. Snyder, but then D. Snyder cuts him off and he's like, "Okay, so we're all fucked, maybe." All right, cool. Yeah, it, it also like uh, predetermines an idea of like violence that like isn't necessarily there. Like, who's to say we would actually like go to nuclear war if aliens showed up? Who knows? Oh, I think we would. I don't know. I'm 50-50 on it. Maybe. Maybe not. I, I don't fully believe the way Bill believes about us being, like, uh, savages, but, God, we are not many years off of when we were. And for an alien to have drop pods landed in, I think he said, like, every developed every nature. Yeah. yeah. For the world to not see that as a declaration of war would be incredibly open-minded of them. Yeah. I think that some people, would, or some places would do better than others, but, uh, 
Ultimately, I don't think anybody would just immediately like, hey, we're going straight to war, especially when the only thing needed to diffuse this situation is some music. But like, I also think that this is like, it feels like a weird commentary on Mars Attacks because that was all that was needed to diffuse the situation was music. A certain musical artist was able to make the aliens just die instantly, basically. Is that how Mars Attacks ends? Yes. I didn't watch it. Yeah, the ending of Mars Attacks ends with, hey, if you play the certain music, the aliens cannot handle it and they die. What what music was it? I don't remember. It's like uh, some ye olde, not ye olde, some like, you know, 19 fucking 40s or 1920s, like, really? musical artist. Yeah. Oh, okay. Very, like, classic music. I'm, I'm sure somebody in the in the world would be like, oh, it's actually fucking Elvis or some shit. I don't fucking know. All right. Well, yeah, now it's all over the place. But yeah, that, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted it to be like, uh, yeah, yeah, they came down. And Queen was playing, and they exploded, or something like that. Yeah. That's basically all that would need to happen in this case as well, and it's happening in 2012. So like, if it somebody's playing music, so they they literally like were walking down the street, and homeboys got homemade drum. By the way, in New York, where like street artists are fucking everywhere, everywhere. So homeboy with like bucket drums, and he's like, "That's wild. That's great." And they're like, "Do you hear that?" There's a bodega. There's bodegas everywhere in fucking America, and they're all playing music. And yeah, for for every major city to not have somebody jamming something wherever. Yeah, and if like people showed up and like it's a major city, there's no way. So I I don't think it would be that much of a threat. And also like just in general, I think that even Mars Attacks had a commentary on this, how like people kind of want to be able to like interact with like a life form outside of our own and be cool with them. It brings a lot of hope to people, the idea that like, wow, there's proof of life outside of Earth and we were cool with them. We didn't do the shitty thing. The shitty thing we've been known historically to do to anybody we can. Yeah. But I think that's enough of that. We're going to go ahead and yeah. close it out here today. God, it was a lot of fun. Watch it. Like, fucking about all the movies that we've watched here, fucking watch it. Probably the most fun, except for those things we pointed out that were not great. And even then, like... Even then, all in all, still a very good time. Yeah, yeah. It, it was goofy and fun, but watch yeah. it.